And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Andy Staple Show presented by Sling. The big show for you today. We're talking commitment. Oh boy. And you're going to hit me right off the bat with this? Well, in a couple of different ways because you wrote a great column off of something that Brent Venable said. Oh, so you're the one who liked it. Oh, I did. You're the only one. I thought it was very interesting. Now, I don't necessarily agree with you. Good. That's the point but, of the show then. But I do think this is a really interesting topic, especially as the world changes. And you're watching Brent Venables go from an environment where they had created a, a pretty special deal at Clemson with regard to how they recruited, what the offer was worth, what it meant. Mm-hmm. versus other schools that, that recruit in a similar vein. And he's trying to do that at Oklahoma, you can tell. But it may be that Dabo Sweeney ha- created something special there at Clemson that may not be able to be replicated. And Dabo Sweeney may not be able to keep doing it as the world continues to change. But Brett Venables is going to try. So let's, let's start with what he said. Uh, this was at a press conference at Oklahoma. And... It, it got a lot of traction uh, on social media. It was it was getting bounced around, and I think a lot of people felt the same way you and did. And I have already. no idea how I missed this when it happened. But I know this. There's a lot of flaws in taking a commitment, making a reservation, and then going to go doing your thing. How can I manage a roster or who else I need to offer if I got nine guys committed, but they're going to Bama and Georgia and LSU and A&M? How can I manage? How can I take commitments? I don't know what my numbers are. I don't want a guy to commit. Do not commit. Like, Hey, coach, I'm ready to commit. Hey, buddy, does it, here's what commitment looks like now. Okay, I want to make sure that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know. So when I say, will you marry me? You say yes, and we get married. Okay, and then we start off on the right foot. Not like I dated four or five women, and all of a sudden we feel in some kind of way. You know, is somebody going to actually show up on November 30th? I feel like we should have some other like college football bachelor fans in here. You're like, you, you're, a, you're a bachelor watcher. I'm not. Mm-hmm. The rest of our staff is Chris Benini, Nicole Auerbach. It's recruiting, but yeah. dating. It's the same thing, yeah. It's now the 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 analogies to dating and marriage with recruiting very creepy. Always, we, we they're they're also the most obvious parallels. But Brent Venables, when in this clip, is talking about the way they did it at Clemson, basically, which was if you commit. You are committed to Clemson. If you take a visit somewhere else, you need to decommit, and maybe we'll recruit you later, and maybe we won't. Corey Foreman was an example of that. He wound up signing with USC. But I thought the Brent Venables don't commit piece of that was very interesting because I think that's a very honest way of approaching it. Don't commit if you're not ready to commit. Do go look around. The offer will still be here. But then if you commit and then you change your mind... It's a little bit different situation. But you wrote in your column that this seems incompatible 
with the world of recruiting as it is right now? It's great, like on the surface. You know, and I wrote this line in the story, and I think people got upset, but it's just like a beauty pageant queen saying during her pageant that I want world peace is a wonderful thing to say out loud, and everybody can envision how great that would be, but the world gets in the way. So it's just like, don't commit, don't commit, don't commit, right, Andy? Mm-hmm. You think everybody who, who goes through that process, hears what Venables is saying, commits to Oklahoma, everyone's just going to shut it down? Or do you think maybe, maybe somebody might decide or change their mind or get an offer they didn't get or or have a parent say something or an NIL deal come in and it's going to make them want to renege on that commitment the way that they intend it to be? And if you have a steadfast policy in place to make a person who takes other visits feel like they're no longer committed, whether or not you think that that's, that's noble or not, I think that's a problematic situation when you are dealing with competing against those schools that he listed in his quote. So is what he's saying wrong? Um, is what he's saying not ideal? Or do I think he's an idiot for thinking that? Of course not. My only point was, and maybe I, I communicated it poorly, is that it's not a tenable situation when you're recruiting against Alabama because you can't just say don't commit unless you're ready to shut it down because when Corey Foreman de- uh, wanted to visit other places after his Clemson commit, all Clemson did was like, okay, well, then you're not committed. We're going to recruit your position. He decommits, and then guess what happened? Six months later or four months later, de- towards National Signing Day, Clemson was all up in his junk trying to get him to sign. So it's like it's like it's a fake it's just verbal semantics. It's, it's all it is. And my, well, here, my point of it is, is, why have a rule? What's the here's, point? Because you're trying to make it special. And I, I've had this argument with people at teams. Like, I was talking to somebody at, a, at an SEC school last year. And I was like, this is, this is one of the better ones that, that can compete for national titles. And I was like, why do you guys do the photo shoots in the uniform? Why don't you be the one school that says, you can't wear this uniform unless you come here? It is an honor to put this uniform on, and you hadn't earned it yet. Be the one school that does that, and all of a sudden you make it cool that you don't do those photo shoots. And the person's like, no, no, we can't do that. Everybody does a photo shoot. We got Yeah, no, that's also like, you know, it's like, a again, great idea in application. It's different. You but know? this was a school that could actually pull that off. And, and I think that's the thing with, with Venables and with, with Oklahoma. But Oklahoma could pull off anything. Like I could, I think you could make right. the case that Oklahoma's brand is already better than Clemson's. It's, it's very strong. It's very strong. But it it is not as strong as Alabama or Georgia or Ohio State. And that's the kind of player you want to recruit. So you do have to do a little bit of what they do. You've on got to, you to win on the field and prove how special you really are before you can say. You can't you can't take another visit all that before that's going to really work before that's going to work on somebody who also is desired by Alabama and Ohio yeah. State and Georgia. And I guess if I made a mistake on the column, it might have been taking the marriage analogy too literal. But if you use mm-hmm. an analogy, then I'm going to use the analogy, too. And the analogy with marriage was, um, you know, I make a commitment to you. You make a commitment to me and we are married at the end. Right. He said mm-hmm. that. 
So he was hosting non-committed players, or I mean committed players to other schools on his campus. Now I yep. understand everybody is explaining to me like I don't get it, but I will explain it to you so you know that I get the very rudimentary understanding of it. That if a player who is committed to another program wants to visit to Oklahoma, then he views them as uncommitted the same way he would with his own player, right? You can cheat with me, but you, you can't can cheat, cheat on but, me. But my viewpoint is, me, is that cheat on me. if you yeah. have a player on the team who is committed or in the class that is committed, who who committed to you under the pretenses that, hey, I'm done, commitment means what it means, I know, I know, I know, but then changes his mind at the end of the cycle or in the middle of the cycle, then how can you banish him? Or even if it's not banishing him or removing his scholarship, let's say it's even less severe than that. Mm-hmm. All we're going to do is continue to recruit your position, which, right. of course, is a power play on that which player. All you're doing is alienating the player that's in your class. What's the point of that? That's a perfectly fair thing because maybe it that is, player but doesn't is it, really is it want a good to be idea. in your class. But is it a good so. idea? It's not true. Players take visits to other schools all the time and sign with the team that they were committed to. Of course to. they do. Well, so I think that all. Mal- so I think Malachi it's Nelson was in. College yeah. this weekend. So is USC going to be like, okay, well, you know what? You're out. We're, or we're, we're actually, you can stay committed if you want, but you're not committed. We're going to recruit 9,000 other quarterbacks and then do anything to further make him want to leave? Like, why would you do that? Here, here's my thing. It's, it is a choice. It is a branding choice by Brent Venables. It does two things, Andy. One, it might mitigate the risk of flipping or decommits or whatever down the line. I understand mm-hmm. that, and I can acknowledge yep. that. The other thing it does is that it increases the odds that you will lose a player you don't want to lose. And the thing that's so funny about it is like, well, you think that certain players get special treatment? Yes, I do. Five-star prospects who want to visit later on in the cycle are going to have an open door back into Oklahoma the same way that Corey Foreman did at, at, at Clemson. Yeah. And, and that's it's like Clemson fine. is a genius program. Dabo Sweeney is a genius. I cannot say it enough. <laughs> and if they are still good in five years the way that they have the previous five years and ten years, I think there's no question at all that he is the second-best you know coach it, of the modern era of football. You know what it also does, though, Ari, on the backside? What? What is it? It allows you to get guys out of your class that maybe you wanted to get out of your class, but you don't want to be viewed as someone. But that's also a problem because if you do the marriage commitment thing, you're committed to me. I'm committed to you. No matter what, you don't visit other people. I don't shop for other people. But if you have this steadfast rule and there's somebody in your class that you took a commitment from too soon or didn't develop the right way or you would like to push out. If you push that person out who hasn't taken visits or hasn't flirted oh, with other schools, oh, you're going to look terrible. But what I'm saying hypocrite. is, you can't. You can't have is, it both ways. What I'm saying is that gives you the out if that guy's like, hey, you know, I might want to visit this school. Okay, what if that guy doesn't? Then you take him. Then you, so then you're going to take stuck. players in your class because you have a dumb rule that you don't need to have just to have them in your school so you look good. Like it, all you're doing is it, binding yourself any, with binds nah. that don't need to be there. Was it a dumb rule at Clemson? It I seems think that to me there's that, a that chance that Corey well Foreman, w- it worked really well because they were an amazingly good evaluating um, coaching staff that took players that okay. weren't going to flip to Alabama. Who in Oklahoma I understand that. I understand that. And if they, if they, so if, if you think that Oklahoma is going to be Clemson, which is the greatest outlier of the last 15 years in college football, and they're just going to duplicate it again because Brent Venables coached there, then that's your prerogative. We'll see how it goes down the line. My only point is why put. Sh- you know, binds on your wrist when that's really what coaches do when they operate anyway. There's no rule at Alabama that a player can't visit somebody else, but if Nick Saban and his coaching staff through communication, like you would with any relationship, realizes that they're slipping, then they can turn on the burners and find somebody else. Alabama may toss that gray shirt at you 
right before signing day. I just That's also under- a possibility, so, so too. So let me ask you this, then, basically, because you're saying this is a branding thing. Yeah. Is the branding thing outweighing the negatives that come along with that branding thing in your mind? Because in my mind, it's I not. I don't know That's why yet. I wrote that He column. just got there. No, I, it's just a steadfast rule anywhere. It's not a Brent Venables discussion. It's not no, even an Oklahoma I, I, discussion. I think, it's a rule discussion. No. I think it's, it, listen, special treatment for special players, special treatment for special programs. If you're really so good on the field and you go to the playoff and you put players in the NFL, you can make whatever rule you want. If Jackson Arnold wanted to visit Alabama this week, mm-hmm. not that he would, they have two top 100 players or quarterback already, but I'm making an example. Right. Is Brent Venables going to treat Jackson Arnold the same way he would as the second lowest rated player in their class? No. No, right? Everybody can agree that that's no. And if you're an Oklahoma fan in my comments saying that he will, then get a reality check. Well, no, no. He, so, will, he will cut him loose, but he will keep recruiting him. If the 24th player in their class decides to do that, he may not re-recruit him. That's just the... But if you do something in this rule that makes the person that is visiting feel like they're no longer a part of your class or feel like you're recruiting over them or makes them feel even 1% worse about their positioning in your class than they did before, then you are going to lose a if player that like Jackson. Much of a, if they're that much of a fading little flower, then it's, you don't so, really want them in the first place. I mean, I like, guess that's like the that nice thing to that say. Easily, like, <laughs> if I were a five-star prospect and I was committed to a school and I said, hey, you know what? A few things came up. I still love you. I want to go see Bama and I want to see Clemson. I would hope that the coach that is recruiting me understands and trusts me enough that I'm just going to do my own thing for a minute and we'll we'll have I that trust I don't in have me. a problem with Brent Venable saying I would still like you say? in this class what, what but I will response? continue to re- I will now recruit your position but what does he say to that this person? spot what does what does he say you're just Brent Venables and I'm Jackson Arnold okay hey coach um I know I've been committed to you for a year mm-hmm. I love Oklahoma I want to be the face of this program but a few people um, got in my ear a little bit and, t- and told me some things that I might want to check out at the other places. I'd like to go visit these schools just to make 1,000% sure that I still love uh, the place I'm in. It's the biggest decision of my life, and mm-hmm. I don't want to mess this up. Trust that I will come back to you, but please allow mm-hmm. me to go take these visits. Like, What do you say to him? Well, there's a chance that you may go to Alabama or Georgia, so I'm going to start recruiting other quarterbacks, and if the spot's still open after you make your decision and, and you think Oklahoma's the best place for you and we haven't filled the spot, then you are welcome to come and, and be our quarterback. But I have a and very important job. And if you make job. Jackson Arnold feel that way, well, and he I, leaves, I'm not, was it I'm worth not it? worried about how he feels. I'm worried about fielding a winning football team. Yeah, okay. So, so then go get a three-star instead of a five-star at the quarterback position. But I'm Oklahoma. That's how you lose I can get a five-star. I can pull somebody great out of the portal. You think that Oklahoma could just turn around and grab a five-star quarterback in the next two months like it's nothing when they're all Ari, off the board right now? Ari, there's this thing called the transfer portal. Do you I think the five-star quarterbacks going to be flying out of the transfer portal every year? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I guess like if you think that like... Ari, uh, I'm Oklahoma. I suddenly need a quarterback. Oh, well, I was going to go to UCLA, but guess what? Now I'm not. Yeah, no, I know. I get it. Okay. So like, you know, I just don't, my whole point of it is though, is I don't understand. I don't think that the branding aspect of it outweighs the negatives that can arise from the rule. Like why put yourself in a box you don't have to be in? Like you don't think, because like the thing that you just said that, that Brent Venables would say to, to I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why Arnold, is the because same thing there that every players, other coach in America does. There they are players and ma- there are players and maybe Jackson Arnold is one of them who appreciate that, who want that who want to be done, who want to say, I love this school, this is where I'm going, that's where I want to be. It's going to appeal to a certain kind of person. 
And, and which what Brent Venables is saying and what Dabo Sweeney has said is that's the kind of person I want on my roster. So, okay. And what players, yeah, funny enough, tend to be the ones that aren't like that? Uh, not all five-star recruits are like that. Which Ari? ones tend to be like that the most? No. I mean, I don't think that more five star prospects have more volatile recruitments than three stars. They have more options, but and then that turns into more volatility to pick a school and that's it. Yeah. Okay. well, I mean, then you're like shrinking your board then for the sake of the rule, too, then that doesn't mean I don't have a spot open at the end and they don't decide they want to come like you're you're just you're worrying too much about their feelings when. They're not saying they don't want the guy. I'm okay. They're saying we still want you, but I clearly, if you want to check out your options, we're going to check out our options. It's this is yeah. This is friends. This is Ross and Monica. And is that we're, not what everybody does without the rule too? This is we or what Ross and Rachel. We were on a break. But if like, you but if you don't have that rule, Ross and Monica were brother and sister. Sorry about that. Yeah, is that friends? Is that, that is what friends. that is? Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, you don't want to hear what I think about friends. Um, I'm not a fan either, so don't worry. I think it's I not just, funny I, at all. Yeah, it, um, it was it, it was a very you know big cultural touchstone. So lots what of does, what does every it. coach in America that has a quarterback committed that visits other places have to do? Go look at other quarterbacks. So like, is that profound that rule, or is it just a box? It's the way he wants to run his program. Yeah, I'm it just may or may not. And what did work. I write? What did I write? Uh, the, yeah. the whole point of that column was. That right now this is a this is an ideal way to look at recruiting in the hopes that this will work and will mitigate risk on the line of players flipping will mm-hmm. will will be a good thing for them and maybe that'll work out. But how he handles it when it doesn't go that way is going to be a critical thing but for I, him. And I think I, that's a I fair think, statement. I think if and I think if you are at, I'm not trying to insult any programs here, but if you're in Indiana, you don't say that. But if you're at Oklahoma, you may be able to get away with it. Okay. Just say. And, I, and he's I actually not, had the greatest, the best class that Oklahoma's had in years right now. So, like, I don't think that he's a bad recruiter. And everybody in the Oklahoma, you know, fan base who thinks I hate Brent Venables, then the response anytime anybody writes even something remotely critical about your team can't just be they hate us or they have a vendetta. They're very That's not the sensitive. Way we work. I mean, to, and I know to, maybe we don't have a beat writer, and they were just like foaming at the mouth. And, and I, but well, like, no, oh. no, no. I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about after Lincoln, Lincoln Riley, Riley left. Like, yeah. If, I mean, if we're using it. the marriage analogy, Dad went out for cigarettes and didn't come back. Yeah. No, I so know. We're a little hurt so we have right now. Daddy issues. You're saying yeah. that Oklahoma has daddy issues. But stepdad. But stepdad's a badass. Stepdad may be a little. Stepdad being the guy. Let me just say, I think stepdad is a badass. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. 
tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. I just don't like one of his recruiting philosophies. Like, is it's, the world going to end? It's not. But hey, why it say gave it? A, Even our, it gave our us producer, to argue our producer John Hayes, twenty-one minutes, Ari. So it, it worked. No, I know, well. but our producer John Hayes just popped in. He goes, "Why even say it?" Because you're branding yourself. It's branding. It's like the Andy Staple Show presented by Sling. Brent Venables presented by Commitment. Could you imagine if the head coach of Florida did it that way, and they had to recruit the state of Can't Florida? Can't do it here. Can't do it. No Can't shit. Can't do it in that environment. Can't do it. You can probably do it at Oklahoma. You can't do it in Florida or Miami or Florida State. <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> I know, but there, you get to a certain threshold, and Oklahoma is in that threshold where you want to win a national championship. And when you start getting it, because like it's funny, Andy, the thing that nobody ever acknowledges, and I'm the only one who does, is that Clemson is a very good recruiting program, mm-hmm. and Clemson is in battles with Ohio State and Alabama and wins them from time to time. But Clemson is not in that same recruiting world with those other teams right no. now. No. Ohio so like State, if Oklahoma Alabama, wants Georgia to out- is pretty much it. Yes. So if Oklahoma yeah. wants to operate in that that world that Clemson has avoided yet still been very successful, my my thought with Clemson has always been it was great to be the 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 exception to the rule for the 3 years that you were, but I don't think that you could be the exception to the rule for 20 years. And if they can, then Dabo Sweeney is uh levitating above the rest of us. But if I'm Oklahoma, I want to be in the Georgia, Ohio State Alabama recruiting circles and I just don't like if you look at the greatest recruiting coaches and the greatest recruiting classes of the last 15 years how many of them had this rule in place I should have written that in the column I just thought about that see you should have workshopped it on the show first that's yeah I'm not going to write a column unless you like argue with me about it it's just like there we go the, the amount of anger make it bulletproof came, the amount of anger that came at me about it though I was like very oh, shocked. every everybody's everybody gets mad when you tell them their favorite coach did something that that you didn't it's just my opinion I just I, I just I don't think that it's the greatest it, it's that's the greatest just their strategy. opinion that you're you're an idiot yeah so that's fine but I just good. like but when I posted it I was like all right I'm gonna go get you know Chipotle and enjoy my afternoon I got to go to Target maybe go to Home Depot I don't you know if I'll have enough time personally hard and then I look down at my phone I'm like holy shit like what the hell what what, what went on here have your a nice little Friday, eat your Chipotle, and, and don't Got worry. Got people about it. threatening to cancel the athletic. All right, just you don't even do an announce it. Just do it. Like, come on. Well, the, the, listen. The real ones know. They know you do it from a place of love. So yeah. don't worry about. And it. I think Oklahoma's great. <laughs> like, I, I think they're going to be really good. Their class is I, awesome. I actually, I think I actually Jackson think Arnold really might actually too. be the best quarterback in the class. I've got nothing and, but great things to say about Brent Venables. It's this one thing that I didn't agree uh-huh. with. Shoot me, yeah. like. Don't be so sensitive about it, Ari. I know. I, I need to stop it's responding okay. to people. I respond. Well, do you respond to your comments? Sometimes. I went ape shit yesterday. Yeah, I'm bad about it. I and I, I need to do it less because sometimes I get mean. Because yeah. I go, if you are mean to me, I will be mean back to you. There's if you nothing nice more frustrating. To me, I will to be me. respectful to you. That's, There's nothing that's the more rule. respect or infuriating to me though when I write a column and I spend time formulating a thought in comments attack me for things I didn't write. That's my trigger. You can't worry about that. Or they didn't understand it or they didn't grasp it. You cannot control the reading comprehension of everybody who reads it. It's not going to hit everybody the same way. So you you can't And also Mitch put the headline on the thing. Mitch put the headline on there. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to blame it on him a little bit. That was a pretty spicy. I think that was a spicy headline and I didn't even write it. 
we don't usually write the headlines. We, it's it's just not it, it, that's how it works. The 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 editor usually writes the headlines. So that's right, I, Mitch. I it's on you, bro. <laughs> but hey, thanks for giving me a chance to at least formulate my opinion on it. And there will be people like like during the Ralph Russo show last week who yep. agree with you, and some who might, if they're insane, agree with me. And that's sports, and that's why we do this. So thank yep. you for giving me a segment on it, and I'm happy that I was able to articulate how I felt, and maybe people will go back and read the column and kind of receive it differently. We talked about Brent Venables and commitment. Interesting comment from George Klyavkov, the Pac-12 commissioner, on Friday, because he, he, he's getting tons of questions about the commitment of the members of, of the Pac-12 after USC and UCLA left. So he took one from, from our boss, Stuart Mandel, and his answer was very, very interesting. Here it is. Some of the media days before yours, the new Big 12 commissioner said they were open for business in terms of expansion. Kevin Warren at Big 10 this week saying, not ruling out future expansion. <clears throat> what gives you confidence that the 10 remaining schools are going to stay in this conference? Yeah, we, we've had two board meetings a week for the last four weeks and uh, looking my colleagues in the eye and understanding their commitment and that their first priority is making sure that the Pac-12 survives and thrives and grows and is successful. They're committed to the conference and I think the best thing to do is to ask them about it. And with respect to the Big 12 being open for business, I appreciate that. We haven't decided if we're going shopping there yet or not. Zing! Zing! But did you hear what he said? I heard it. We it's looked the only him thing in I the heard. eyes. Yeah, it's the only thing I heard. That was the number. That was the punchline of the alliance joke. Well, funny that you mentioned that. Let's let's go back to when the alliance formed last August. You got the clip all fired up. I got bud? two clips from that alliance <laughs> press conference. Here's the first one. Okay, we will take our next question from Dan Wolken. Yeah, hey guys. Uh, I'm curious what kind of document has been signed or will be signed to formalize this alliance. Uh, how will it be legally enforceable? And will it include any language that prevents one league in this alliance from poaching members of another league? We'll go ahead and start with Commissioner Klyabkov for this. There, there's no signed contract. There's an agreement among three gentlemen and there is a commitment from 41 presidents and chancellors and 41 athletic directors to do what we say we're going to do. If there's any um, lack of specificity in the press release, it's because we want to make sure we could deliver 100% of what we promised. So we're aligned in how we want to approach this, but there's no contract. There's no signed document and there doesn't need to be. Okay. Our, our buddy Bruce Feldman followed up on that question. Let's, let's go back down memory lane one more time, Ari. Bruce. Thank you. We will take our next question from Bruce Feldman. Thanks, Amy. Uh, question for you guys just from earlier about there being no signed document. I mean, Jim, you just talked about stabilizing a volatile environment. I mean, what do you say to people who listen to that and think, you know, I, I mean, I've talked to some big 12 ADs who felt like the big 12 was a stable it had been for the last decade to have no signed document. You have, 41 different schools obviously there are some that are going to have seem to have more leverage than others who would you know to think that there is no signed document that this alliance isn't very binding at all um how do you i guess how do you ensure people feel like this is actually 
has some strength where you don't think somebody's going to pull an end run or do something outside the alliance to better their own specific situation. I'd say this, Bruce, it's about trust. It's about we've looked each other in the eye. We've made an agreement. We have great confidence and faith. Our board chairs have looked each other in the eye and have committed to the same level of support and connection to one another. Our athletics directors have done that. And so if that's what it takes to get something considerable done, then, you know, we've, we've lost our way. Of course, binding contracts uh, serve a purpose. But at this juncture, that to us wasn't a critical element of it. And um, we'll certainly see where all this goes. But, but I know what we discussed. We all know what was the, we discussed. And we're very confident about executing on all that's been described today. So Jim Phillips, the guy with the bindingest of all binding contracts in the ACC, and he's probably saying, thank God for that right now, thinks you don't need a binding contract. And George Klyavkov thinks you don't need a binding contract. Like, how does Who George Klyavkov months later go, we looked, I looked them in the eye. Like, don't say that. Who didn't speak? Uh, Kevin Warren. Now, Kevin Warren did follow up on the <laughs> Klyavkov answer. To, but did you see to, his to face during it? it was just oh, like, yeah. He's, he's, he's like, these guys are mine. <laughs> these suckers, I got them now. I got them right where I want them. Yeah, oh. that's hilarious, man. Uh, you know, I don't know. This is, would you say, the most volatile time in college football history? Yes. and, and Like, overall, the, with everything. The level of mistrust is off the charts. And that's why, like... I don't want to hear you say you've looked them in the eye. Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Here's here's what is going on now, for those who don't know. Like, here's what's going on now with the Pac-10, I guess, is that what we're calling it again? Them and the Big 12. The the Pac-12 members, the remaining ones, are looking at the deal and going, okay, there's not really anybody that we can take from the Big 12 that's going to get us more money than if we just stay together. If we stay together and split the money, probably 10 ways, kind of like the Big 12 did when they had 10 members, then everything's probably okay. But the Big 12, which, by the way, has been playing defense for pretty much all of, of realignment for the last 12 years, now playing offense. New Commissioner Brett Yormark, they're going straight at those, those Pac-12 schools and saying, well, you know, Oregon and Washington don't really want to be there. They're not going to do a long-term deal with you. There's no way. You can't trust them. And so you sow that mistrust. And, and like to the outside, like casual person, it is two Spider-Men pointing at one another. Some I had a, I had a reader ask me the other day, what's the difference between, let's say the Pac-12 took like Oklahoma State, Baylor, TCU, and, and Texas Tech, or the, the Big 12 took Oregon, Washington, Utah, Colorado, whatever, you know, some combination of that. Nothing, really, to us as a casual viewer. But if you are an Oregon State, Washington State, Kansas State, Iowa State fan, you're, you have a very vested interest in which one of those wins. If you are a Power 5 program right now, the worst case scenario is being left out in the middle of no man's land. Yeah. So if you look somebody in the eye or you feel like you're very in a, in a very good spot and you trust everybody, do you go to bed at night hugging your pillow thinking about that trust? 
Or if somebody approaches you with a deal that ensures that you'll never be in no man's land, do you protect yourself and go to the place that you know protects you from no man's land? And that, and, and if you that ask is all the, the teams yeah. in the Pac-12, you might have a few that say, well, we like where we're at. Yeah. But would you bet even a dollar that all 10 think that? That's it. And that is that that is the the crux of this. If even one of them breaks rank, it all falls apart. And that's what Klyavkov has to defend against. And resentment against. builds because there's bigger brands than other brands. Um, there's other more res- desirable brands that say, hey, we could do this or that, but we're not. How do we get compensated for that? It's the same human nature mentality that exists in every you mm-hmm. know, walk of life. But if you flip, bring, That's the, why communism doesn't work, right? Right, right, because somebody's always going to take be advantage of Be working harder or be yeah. worth more, yeah. Yeah, well, and so the flip side of that is the Big 12 is stable because it's not going to get raided by the SEC or the Big 10 or the ACC or whatever. And so that in and of itself is an issue. Because you want somebody who's value, considered valuable because that's how the TV money gets bigger. So this is this is the problem. This is where they're at. So you've got one side selling stability and the other side selling, well, maybe we can have a decent amount of money and we just all stay together. And we don't have to have any sort of strange shotgun marriage arrangement. Yeah. And, it, and, it's, and does decent money hold up with better money? Well, it does, no, better money is always going to win, but I don't know what better money is at this point. Well, if it presents itself, right? We'll if see how much that, that itself, long gaze into the red, uh, really matters at that point. Yeah, but it it that that's the that's the issue here, and you have you have these you know, different factions, and and like the Big Twelve fans are saying, well, how you know everybody's against us, and everybody's saying we're worthless, and no, that's not what we're saying. You have one very strategic advantage in that you are stable and no one's leaving. Like that is a powerful thing. If like for example, all those 41 university presidents looked each other in the eye. Ari, I don't think they did. Do you think that all was, of them looked in each other in the eye? It was COVID. That'd I don't be, think they did it on Zoom. Like no, can you I know, imagine but like all you, those little Zoom boxes? Like But do you think that Washington state looked indiana in the eye i don't think so like i mean there's got to be some that didn't look somebody else in the eye that's a lot of calls that'd be that would take a while how many different combination of eye lookings is there with 41 different it's a lot of eye looking but that that's your problem and i don't know if if you just went through that how scarred are you from that if you are a school that is left in the pack 10 how scarred are you from you looked UCLA and USC in the eye and they're like, ha, peace out. It just, when I heard him say that, Andy, I was just like, God, I, I was like, did you learn nothing? Yes. And, and look, the PR people, like you got to know, first of all, you know, that question's coming when you're prepping your guy. That's literally the only thing you're prepping. For. Here's the phrase you can't use, you know, and I bet you it was just an accident. You <laughs> I'm know, sure just a turn of phrase. You know, and the guy's got a lot on his plate. So, I mean, how much does well, it actually I think, mean? I think but, a lot of these folks have been spouting the same BS for so long that they just can't. They can't they turn can't, it off. They yeah. can't get out of it. We'll be right back after these words. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. We'll make a, a pact, and, and we'll see if we can get the commissioners in on this pact. No more talk of looking one another in the eye. Like, and, and actually, we can get, I, I bet Brent Venables will come in on this too, and some of the coaches. We're not going to talk about looking each other in the eye and making a comment, and making a pact. We want ink on paper. That's a commitment right there. We want you have to sign your marriage license, don't you? <laughs> yes. So yes. Bring it back down to the first segment. Bring it back around. You know, I love my wife very much. I looked her in the eye and said I want to spend the rest of my life with her. I feel that way. It's a it's an agreement. She looked into my eye. But you still got it signed right. a paper. It's at the courthouse, baby. <laughs> yeah, I still wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> there's no bigger form of commitment than ink. Well, blood. There's blood. If it well, what do you like do you think it'd be a bigger commitment to cut the tips of our fingers and like do that like we could become thing? podcast blood brothers are I'll we gonna do that. do that the next time i see you yeah but you have to like show me like a test that you're clean <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> you think i wasn't gonna say that oh no we could well we could sign that actually our have you ever seen them when they depict that in the movies it's just yes. it kind of always freaked me out i never well they take that. the knife and they run it all the way down their palm it doesn't have to be that much right you don't need just that much blood and and a lot of times it's like an old west movie like you you don't have, you know you you don't have the analgesic creams and whatnot. You don't have the antibacterial stuff to put on there, antimicrobial. What do you even do? You just put a leaf around it. I don't know, it, it, but that's gonna that gonna heal very quickly. And if it opens back up, it can might get, get infected. very infected. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. They do do it in, in the Hangover. If you want to come to Vegas with me, and I'll we'll go on the top. Exactly. Of- Speaking of the Hangover, you saw the Notre Dame uniform reveal for the Shamrock series. Yes, yeah, so I thought the no- I thought the the reveal was awesome and hilarious. I thought the uniforms were really bad. Didn't Am like I them? the only one that didn't like them? I I thought they were like Notre Dame is just such a classy. I, I don't was know. Say, I just their wasn't uniform into it. is so good. Yeah. 
it, it hurts the eyes when you try to do anything with it. Like when they did the pinstripe one, when they played at Yankee Stadium, like, no, 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 please don't, don't try to improve upon perfection. I mean, I think they would probably be at least in the top five of college football uniforms right now. I do love when um, Notre Dame uses green accents. I think that's really pretty. You like the green jerseys? I do. Yes. But okay. the like quilt, you know, the. Yeah, no. the dome on there. It's just like uh, it's kind of tacky. My, Mike Golick Jr.'s Ken Jong impression was uh, was pretty spectacular. Marcus Freeman, by the way, I I, I mean I'm sure it, it, he's a great recruiter. We know we think he's going to be a pretty good coach, but man, he might have missed his calling. The man the man can act. Yeah, yeah. No, that was funny. Um, yeah, uh, we we could do like a Las Vegas promo if you want. Well, why don't we just like find a scene from Swingers and we can reenact that. We, we should can, definitely do that. We should the best do, like loss us Vegas vacation. I think swingers because I've I've got it memorized. I, I I still think the most awkward scene in the history of movies is the swingers answering machine scene. It's yeah. No, I'm with you. So are you a are you a Taco Bell person? Like, do you like it? I don't think I've had Taco Bell. The last time I had Taco Bell was when the Doritos Locos Tacos came out, and I wanted to taste them. I probably ate Taco Bell. Four to five times a week in high school and college. So, so you like it? Have you ever been I've to Del put in Taco? My ten thousand Taco Bell hours. Yes. Have you been to tell, uh, Del Taco before? I have. I got into a major fight with a bunch of friends in a group text about how I thought Del Taco was just basically Taco Bell and it's not my cup of tea. Oh, but no. the reason why I bring this up is because apparently there's the original Del Taco that my friends always talk about in, in Barstow. Oh, in Barstow. Oh, wow. And yes. apparently they've got like burgers on the menu and like it's like a huge hidden menu where it's like the uh, you unlock the best of Del Taco and I would go there. We just need to recreate the entire swingers going to Vegas. It's the best thing. part of the movie. I thought that the yeah. movie went downhill in the last half hour. Yeah, the, the I'll have the, the pancakes in the Age of Enlightenment. Yeah, I'm going to start calling Hang on, you. Voltaire. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you double down. Oh, wait. I, oh, I, I'm Trent. Yeah, no. I no, thought I was going to be Mikey in this one. No, wait, no, no. Yeah, you're the, who's the cool one? Vince Vaughn is Trent. Yeah, you're Trent. Oh, I don't get to be John Favreau. I don't get to direct Iron Man later. That's why, but he calls John Favreau <laughs> Double Down, isn't he? Yes. yes so I'm right. the loser that loses well, the remember, hand, and make, you're the one who. He makes him double down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be the loser that doubles down. And calls girls on the machine, and then you're going to be like the tall, skinny, handsome guy that everybody likes. That makes me feel better. Oh. You can man, call me we, Double Down for that movie and that old KFC sandwich. Do, do you know how old that movie is now, by the way? Was it the, like, what year did that come? Was it in the 90s at some point? October 18th, 1996, it was yeah. released. It was my freshman year of college. 26 that, years ago. I bet you that movie was... Uh, Making it circulation around the dorms. Oh, like what? Yeah. What oh. movie? What movie? Like came out that kind of defined. Was there like a movie that came out that everybody liked at the same time? Like where it kind of like defined your childhood? Was Swingers the the answer? Well, to that? Swingers would be that for for early college. Yeah, my and early high school days. I think it was American Pie when that came out. That was like one of the movies that like everybody my age just like remember well that so that summer of comedy because that's when I, I interned at the atlanta newspaper the atlanta journal constitution so you had american pie south park bigger longer and uncut and austin powers 2 all came out that summer like i have not laughed that hard in a movie theater 
at any other summer. It's so funny that you bring up those movies because I was just Googling uh, the other day about um, the the reason why they don't make good comedies anymore because Chris mm-hmm. Vanini told me to somebody. The, the, yeah, this is a pet peeve of yours. Yeah, and well, I just like he told me to look at the show, so we can we can definitely go here. Yeah, and I, I googled it, so I'm sure you're probably going to ask me for my Google history now. Oh but. yes, actually, stop, stop. <laughs> We're going to make a theme song for this eventually. We don't have one yet. Uh, Ari's Google history is a, uh, a recurring segment on the show for for those who are new. Uh, it's a strange and twisted trip into a strange and twisted mind. Ari, what is your uh, Google history at the moment? All right, let me load up Google real quick. Okay, Not so I have quick. Notre Dame. Uh, uniform reveal because I just okay. did. Um, why don't they make good comedy movies anymore? Okay. Do you need to play the Mega Plier to win the Mega Millions? <laughs> Do you? What, why, I can't remember. Why did Jif Peanut Butter get recalled? <laughs> Fair. Because I've been I've been wanting peanut butter. Why? I, Not a sponsor, so go for yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Caleb Downs. Uh, Bamuli gel. This is actually hilarious. What is so, that? I work out in a garage with a group of people every day. It's like a garage and, you know, there's a bunch of weights in there that and there's a trainer. Like the, that, that sounds like the start of a horror movie, but go ahead. It, it's like really hot in there, but it's a good workout. And there's a bunch of mosquitoes in Texas. And this person that works there brought in this thing called Bamuli gel, which was from Korea. Because this person knows somebody who flies to Korea all the time and brings it back for bug bites. And I tur- I tried it. And it was amazing. It was unlike anything I've ever explained. Like all my like, mosquito bites healed up fast and it was like they didn't itch. Okay. So I wanted to look up the, what Bamuli gel was and I couldn't find it. But the whole package is in Korean. Ah. Except two English words. Bamuli, B-U-M-O-O-L-Y, and I gel. I don't think Bamuli is English. So the thing yes, I don't understand is that if you put English on a wrapper that is from a foreign country that's in another language, then the point of putting English on that wrapper is to explain to English-speaking people what this is. It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> Bamuli gel does not give us any insight whatsoever into what this is, but you should go Google it. It's insane. So rest, what's it made of? What is it? I don't even know. I couldn't figure it out. When I type in Bamuli gel into... Um, into Google and it just comes up with a bunch of Korean websites. I have no idea what the word Bamuli is. I am I am sure we've got some some listeners who Somebody spent time if you know what Bamuli is, tell me what it Korea is. That, that can help us here. Caleb Downs protein body weight calculator, like if I'm lifting weights, how much should how I How much protein per how day? How much protein I should I eat? Yep. And Jordan Belfort financial scheme explained. <laughs> Are you watching Wolf of Wall Street? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street was on TV, and like I think I get the gist of it, but like I wanted to understand, especially like how, like what is it that they were doing that he got arrested for, and how it was gotcha. so successful. Um, so yeah, very nice. It's, the, it's okay. my favorite movie of all time. I think it's the best comedy ever made. Well, why don't they make good comedies anymore? By the way, that wasn't. But wasn't that movie Wolf came out Street. like in 2010 or something, didn't it? What it wasn't was Wolf of Wall Street funded by basically a con man? Uh, I don't know. Probably. I'm reading that book, Billion Dollar Whale. I believe he was the guy who... Wolf of Wall Street came out in 2013. And if you watch Wolf of Wall Street the way it's supposed to be watched, which is as a comedy, it is the funniest movie from start to finish. But when I first watched it, I didn't watch... I thought it was a story about Wall Street. And then you, when you actually know that it's it's a, it's a comedy movie... You thought movie. Jonah Hill talking about his cousin was not meant to be played for well, laughs? Well, there's certain funny parts in the movie, but the yeah. entire movie is a comedy. From start to finish, It is it is genius. Um, 
but yes, Jonah Hill has played multiple different types of characters before, and it's not always funny. Um, like the Moneyball guy wasn't funny. <laughs> no. Um, but I was very. They didn't explain the the uh, the financial thing in the movie. They kind of like graze over it because I don't think they want to bog people down with the with the nuts and bolts. But I just wanted to have an understanding of what they were doing. So. So why don't they make good comedies anymore? What'd you find on that one? So basically, my understanding of it is is that they make so much money making the same um, comic book movies and blockbuster movies. Everybody wants to have the big blockbuster hit that everybody mm-hmm. goes and sees. It's an action right. movie. Right. You, you or spend two hundred million on it, but it makes five hundred million. Yes, like they want yeah. to. That's why they make Spider Man three times a year because it's the same thing over and over again, and everybody keeps going to it. Or as it just doesn't make sense to invest money into a high um, or an expensive comedic actor that isn't ever going to reach the the blockbuster numbers that a Star Wars or something like that will. Right. So they just don't make the, them the risk is higher, the margin is lower. Yes, and yeah. like everybody on the planet likes Step Brothers, but for whatever reason, it doesn't make as much money as a blockbuster like, yes, movie because there's you no hire, merch. Well, could you not? I mean, could you not hire Will Ferrell and? and John C. Riley to make a movie now? Like, aren't Talladega Nights and they Step Brothers enough to know it's going to be funny? But they don't make enough money for it to be financially viable for them anymore. Okay. Which is a shame. And I think the other part of it, too, is that if you go back and watch Superbad, which is one of the funniest movies ever, there are 19 jokes in that movie that were harmless when it came out that you cannot say anymore. So I think there's a certain level of, you know, paranoia that they're going to make a movie that uses the wrong word or and, and it's just going to be a bunch of backlash and they don't want to go down that that road so it's a shame because the death of the comedy movies that we all love so much like it's like in 25 years we will look back at Step Brothers and say that's one of the funniest movies of all time and I don't think they'll make another one nearly as funny for the rest of each I would like bet money well I guess we'll just have to watch Step Brothers and 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 Ricky Bobby we showed the kids Talladega Nights the other day they were in they oh, were yeah. locked in yeah yeah and it's like, I get it, too. Like, Will Ferrell made 25 movies, and they're all kind of similar. It's the same shtick. So, like, after a while, you get get kind of burnt out by it. But, like, they're just not going to pay Vince Vaughn to make a breakup-type movie anymore because they could be paying that much money to produce something where there's Walmart or there's backpacks in Walmart for it. Ari, I got it. Forget the, the homage to Swingers. Shot-for-shot remake of Swingers starring you and me. Mm-hmm. But we make it so cheesy that it's bad, it's good. That's right. And I think we'd have at least four thousand people to listen to that. I oh, mean, to I, watch that. I mean, so absolutely. then you have a good, you have a good like channel. niche Mon- base. Let's put monetize on, that baby. Yeah. And then the instead of going to Vegas, you go to the Ass Bowl. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Heather Graham shows up at the end at the Ass Bowl. Yeah. As the sideline reporter. That's right. There Do we have is. Her yeah, you know we have a lot of really good ideas. You know we got to get the ass bowl thing going. Um, well, listen, I, everybody says that the number of bowls is going to dwindle. I have my doubts because I see well, I see how many people watch the Boca Raton Bowl. There's still money in the in that particular yeah. banana stand. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. What you got to do is you got to go Google Jordan Belfort financial scam explained. <laughs> do that and then acquire the ass bowl. We got to do it. We got to do it just for the Blazers, Ari. Maybe one day it'll be like, maybe like if it's ever like $15,000 to acquire a bowl. 
I mean, if, if the pr- current projections hold, I think that's like two years from now. So if that happens, I think we should do it. And it's the Bahamas Bowl that we're going to buy, right? Yeah, or the one in Vegas. I think the one in Vegas is going to be expensive. Here's, here's the deal. And the Bahamas, Bahamas Bowl may, may be out of our reach as well. So, certain ESPN talent like put in their contract, like, I get to do this bowl. So when, when the announcers are way better... Then you're used to seeing for the teams that are playing. You gotta compensate that. You gotta yeah, so because isn't it usually a Mac that. team in the Bahamas Bowl? Yes, Mac versus Conference USA. Yeah, but it, but it's a but it's like an ESPN A crew because they're like, it's in my contract. I do the Bahamas yeah, Bowl. the Bahamas Bowl. Yeah, no, I gotta get my something in my contract about doing the Bahamas Bowl. I I'm contractually obligated to cover it. It's possible. I, I know I know people have done it. They've said, you know, I, I'm gonna I get to go to the final four every year. Or I get to cover this every year. They've had it included in their contracts. So yes, you and I include in our contracts our next deal with the athletic. We must cover the Bahamas Bowl. Yeah, you got to help me negotiate though. Oh, I, I'm in. Okay. I'm in. Yeah, is- I mean, I've always wanted to go to the Bahamas too because it sounds to me like the perfect vacation. Mm-hmm. It's the Bahamas. It's a yes. beach. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. got great views, and you're staying in a casino. <laughs> yeah, there you that's go. all I need. That's why Britt and I went uh, on vacation. It's a casino to a- with a well. If you're, if you're talking about Atlantis, it's a casino with a water park attached. Britt and I went on to a vacation to Aruba when we were first dating, and man, that was the best vacation I've ever been on. I mean, it was like they had great food. You're in the Caribbean. This is even closer to the states. Yeah, easy boat I trip. Just- Easy flight. I heard it's like twelve dollars for a water bottle there, though, at Atlantis. Well, like, they got you. You're on an island. What are you gonna yeah. do? I mean, pay it and enjoy yourself. Exactly. Get it back at the tables. Exactly. Ari, we've said it all. We have to do something though. I, I promised the folks that we would do this. So for Tuesday, let's answer some five star questions. It's been a while. So if if you've got a question, leave a five star review on the podcast. Ask your question. And we will answer it on the show. I love the questions we've gotten. It's it's incredible how smart you guys are. And you're a lot smarter than we are. And it just makes the show even better. So by all means, five-star review. Ask your question. We'll come back and answer some five-star questions on Tuesday. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching The Andy Staples Show and Friends presented by Slink. <laughs>